0: Today, I'm joined by Brad Yates. Brad is known internationally for his creative and often humorous use of EFT, also known as tapping. He's the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, the co-author of the bestseller Freedom at Your Fingertips, and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. He's also been a presenter at a number of events, including Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success, and has done teleseminars with the secret stars Bob Doyle and Dr. Joe Vitale. Brad has over 700 videos on YouTube. Wow, Brad, that is a ton of videos. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to dig into this and learn more about it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, before we get into your business, I would love it if we could start with just a little bit about who you are, maybe some of the things that you really enjoy doing when you're not busy making YouTube videos.
1: (laughs) I'm not sitting around tapping on my face. (laughs) Um, oh, you know, all kinds of things, like travel, I play soccer, I kayak, um, love movies, love music, still still trying to learn how to play the saxophone, <laughs> and sometimes the guitar. Um, yeah, I started as an actor and uh, was in, in Hollywood. I toured the world doing theater I just, in Hollywood, trying to make it as a movie star, and uh, got fell in love, got married, and when I had a child on the way... I decided, you know, maybe I should have a backup career. <laughs> and, um, I, I trained as a hypnotherapist, and through hypnotherapy, I discovered tapping and um, found that that was really my calling, and that's where I went.
0: I want to start a little bit about your business journey. So, well, I guess we should probably start, really, with what is tapping. Now, I'm familiar with tapping, but I would love it if you could tell us just a little bit about EFT and tapping and what, what that is and, and how people use it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So tapping is originally based on acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they said there's a flow of energy through the body along pathways that are called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being. And when it gets stuck uh, because of stress, trauma, all kinds of emotional stuff, it it doesn't feel comfortable. We experience all these uncomfortable feelings. And when we're having these uncomfortable feelings, we don't think as clearly. We don't make the best choices. So instead of sticking needles in uh, these points around the body to stimulate the healthy flow of energy, we're just tapping with our fingertips. And it's a remarkable tool, especially in coaching, because when we're trying to help our clients make changes in their lives and make different choices, there's a part, as as we all know as coaches, People don't always want to change. <laughs> they want things to be different. They just don't want to have to make any changes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and that's part of it, it's part of our human nature that we resist change. We want to stay in what's safe, what's comfortable. So when we are confronted with making a change, we have a stress response. And we try to resist that. So the tapping helps to calm down the stress. Response. And we even have uh, lab studies showing that with the tapping, cortisol levels dramatically drop. So, cortisol is one of the stress hormones. Mm-hmm. So, we have uh, scientific evidence showing that yes, tapping is an incredible stress relief tool. So as we're working with clients and can help them relieve their stress, it creates this incredible opening for them to make different choices and have take different actions.
0: So, did you get into tapping first or did you get into coaching first? What was the what's the background on that?
1: Yeah, so when I uh trained as a hypnotherapist, at that time, you know, hypnosis was mainly used for stop smoking and weight loss. And <laughs> I was like Neither of those really interest me as a career. Mm. And I and I found myself being drawn to the idea of using hypnosis as a coaching tool and working with folks to make these changes in their lives for uh, career issues, family issues, things like that. And then when we left Los Angeles and moved to Northern California and I heard about tapping, I started integrating the tapping into my hypnosis sessions until more and more they became tapping sessions. Hmm. So it was, uh, you know, kind of using what were quote-unquote therapeutic tools, but using them more in a coaching capacity.
0: Right. How did you make that shift from being a hypnotherapist to strictly doing coaching, or have you made that shift?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of a... (laughs) It's kind of a gray area <laughs> of um you know it's because there are many different styles of coaching and right. so i you know and some people would go oh are you sure that's coaching other people go are you sure that's therapy are you sure it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of my own um, particular style of what what comes naturally for me in working with a client and as they express where they, uh, they want to go and what gets in their way and using these tools to help them uh, clear out those barriers.
0: So I'd like to know a little bit about you know, when you were first getting started. I mean, everybody knows that starting a business has a lot of ups and downs. So can you talk to us a little bit about maybe just a low point that you experienced and, and how did you get out of that?
1: Yeah. So early on when I when I started this back in um oh the late nineties and uh there was not a whole lot being not at at that time not a whole lot being done on the internet with these kinds of things. I was, you know, just working out of an office, seeing people mm-hmm. in, in person in Santa Monica and was doing it mainly through being a member of the Chamber of Commerce you know, tried and true method of uh, starting a business. Go to the right. chamber of commerce, get to know other people, let people know what you're up to and started picking up some clients that way. And uh then when we decided to leave Los Angeles and I uh, now had to start completely over because all of my client base was in office um and we moved to quite a distance away, so I had to to start over. That was a very tough time. Um and, uh, especially because I was 34, married, had two small children and had to move back in with my parents. Mm. So not the picture of success.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Um, and, uh, so here I was a quote unquote success coach, <laughs> but, um, had really hit a, uh, a hurdle. And, uh, and it was at that time that I learned the tapping. And so by doing the tapping, that started to really create some great shifts in me. And, again, then we moved from uh, the Bay Area up to the Sacramento area and, again, had to start over, join the Chamber of Commerce, getting people, had an office, seeing people in private, and then really started to explore with the Internet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: started a newsletter, started um, Started talking to clients um, by phone who were not nearby and then I let, I finally let go of my office and I didn't see anyone in person anymore and did it all by phone, uh, either one-on-one or group classes and, and then I occasionally uh, do live events as well.
0: So what was that what was that shift like? How did you really get your business moved online? I mean, I know that that just at the beginning of the internet, it was like that that's that was hard because no one <laughs> knew how it worked. No one knew. I mean, I at that point in in my life, I tried to to create a website. I was doing a little bit of entrepreneurial stuff too, and it failed because I had no clue how anyone was going <laughs> to find me and they didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, as the old saying goes, success leaves clues, and you right. watch what other people are doing. So I had seen this guy who um, had a pretty big list who was uh, um, doing uh, interview radio interviews. Um, I had podcasts about success, and uh, and I wrote a book, uh, a very short little book about about success and how tapping could be involved in helping people be more successful. And I said to him, hey, could I offer this to f- for free to your list? And he said, sure. And uh, in exchange, people would give me their their um, email address to put on my newsletter list. And suddenly, because he had a big list and, you know, enough, some 600 people said, sure, I'm interested in seeing your book. And uh, suddenly, I have a list of 600 people almost wow. overnight. <laughs> so, it's paying attention to to what other people are doing and and taking a chance on something like that. Putting something out there, making it free uh, sometimes. And then I had this idea of doing some audio tapping rounds that I put on the internet so that suddenly I was I had a passive income. Mm-hmm uh not a lot at that point but you know with now 600 people who are around the world and that that list started to grow as i uh, kept I wrote a, um a monthly article in my newsletter and started creating online products and one of which i did with uh, joe vitale from the secret we created a program called money beyond belief and, uh, you know, it was a total law of attraction thing that I <laughs> arranged to do that with him at that time because mm-hmm. that was, uh, we did that, it, we came out with that just before The Secret came out. Mm. So we had that up online when, um, when he started to become really famous. And uh, and then it was like a year or two later that YouTube came around, and I thought, "Hey, wouldn't it be interesting to make a uh, a short tapping video that people could start their day with?" And I'll I'll call it Tap of the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it was all I ever intended to do. I had I had no plan about how to use YouTube as a business tool. It was simply I think this would be helpful for people. Put it out there, and it wasn't for another six months. Until I thought, you know, maybe I could do a video for the end of the day called Tap of the Evening. And then about a month later, I had another idea for a video and then another one. And and now it's, uh, it's coming up um, Saturday will be my 10th anniversary of being on YouTube. Oh, wow. So uh, it's, uh, and it's been incredible. I had no idea that I would, would do that, but, and it has never been, it's actually never been intended as a marketing tool. It was always a matter of how can I be of service? This is a, I have an idea that could help people. Let me put that out there. And, but in terms of that, it, it created a, a worldwide audience such that I'm able to travel around the world and do workshops and have people show up.
0: Your videos are do you find that those are the main way that people really find you?
1: That's the primary way. Yeah, mm-hmm. most um I I have you know a lot of people a lot far more subscribers on YouTube than I do on my newsletter list or on Facebook or Twitter. So because they're easy for easy to share. Mm -hmm. So it's certainly, uh, you know, a way using that platform of helping people get to know you. If you can come up with a video that is that that creates real value for people and people enjoy seeing it and they'll share it and that opens coaches up to a far larger audience, you know, and then you have a website where people can find you. And then you're not limited to uh, just local clients. And that's it's you know fascinating to be able to work with people around the world. It's a little challenging with the uh, time sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, oh, the times that you're available are times when I'm asleep. Um, exactly. Let's work on this. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's for, for really expanding the business to, to find a way through a, through a newsletter, a blog, videos – just making yourself available and, and coming up with real ways to offer value. You know, just, just like what you're doing with unstoppable coach, you create something that's a great value put out there and people pay attention.
0: Being an actor. Do you feel like that you were drawn to YouTube because that was just a medium that really spoke to you?
1: Um, it certainly, it certainly helped. I, it's, it's been very worked very much in my favor, well, first as a hypnotherapist, having a trained stage voice was <laughs> very soothing for my clients <laughs> right um, and then, having worked on camera, it was much easier for me than I think for a lot of folks, mm-hmm. but it's something that everyone can learn you, you can you can learn to get comfortable and if you're feeling uncomfortable about being on camera, uh there's this thing called tapping that can really help with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I just I ask because a lot of people these days, it almost feels like there's this you have to be everywhere and do everything mentality. You have to take a blog post and turn it into 30 different things so that your message is spread around. And then there's a opposite viewpoint, which is you just need to focus on the thing that you're really interested in and that feels really good to you. And that's what you need to do.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing with, with almost anything. With building a business, with exercise, with diet, with relationships, you will have experts with certifications up the wazoo. And two different ones will tell you exactly opposite things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is no one right way. Um, I have always just followed my gut instinct. It's been like, you know... Hey, I'll put a YouTube video up. Hey, I'll put something on the internet. Um, And I've gone with that and I haven't, you know, I've learned from people, but I haven't taken anything as gospel Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what I should do. And so you find what works. There are, so don't let anyone shoot on you. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Don't tell him, you know, you should do this or you have to do this because people will say, oh, in order to be successful, you have to do this. But there are dozens of people, if not hundreds or thousands or millions of people achieving great success that aren't doing anything remotely like what this person is telling you to do. Right. So, you know, take it, look at it, see if it works for you, see how it can work for you. Uh, and, you know, find, find what works. I, I think the greatest thing for me, it it's clearing our blocks to success. Most of us have so many unconscious blocks to being successful. Mm-hmm. And as we clear those, we sort of naturally find what works for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, and a couple of things that I want to talk about around that, it seems like these days people are starting to recognize that because I'm seeing a lot more folks out there who are mindset coaches. And and maybe they've maybe people have always Needed help or or been helping people around mindset, but it seems like now it's sort of a thing and people are recognizing that this gets in the way of moving forward.
1: Well, it was, uh, it keeps it's a trip misattributed uh, to Zig Ziglar. I think he was quoting Dr. Joyce Brothers, who said, You will never consistently perform in a way that is not consistent with how you see yourself. You know, whatever your mindset is about yourself, if you see yourself as someone who never really is successful or can't afford success or is afraid of success, you're not going to do the things that are going to lead to success. You know, for me, it was a a matter of I I couldn't be successful as an actor because there's a part of me that was very afraid. I didn't realize it at the time I thought I wanted to be a movie star, but I had a lot of fears. So there are a lot of things that I needed to do that I didn't do. Right, and so, as i after learning how to tap and, and clearing a lot of those uh, those limitations, I had the freedom to you know put myself on YouTube where millions of people could see me tapping on my face. you know <laughs> right. that's contraindicated by most standards of society <laughs> no, you're not supposed to look silly in front of anybody, certainly not in front of millions of people but uh, as I, as I allowed myself to have more confidence. Um, and and more willingness to to be of service and to be successful the ideas came and it's like oh yeah i could do this oh i could do that mm-hmm. so the ideas are there the something inside of us knows what we're meant to be what we're meant to do and that we can do it right and the the mindset that gets us stuck is uh, is from programming from people who didn't know any better, people who were afraid, people who said, oh, you will never amount to much or you have to do this. You can never, you know, the people who say, oh, I've been in a class. And the person said, well, you'll never be successful if you don't do this. And so they have this belief because that person's an authority figure of, well, if I'm not doing that, then I can't be successful. Mm-hmm. Even though that rule have obviously hasn't applied to a bunch of other people out there who aren't doing that, but are still being successful, who are breaking those rules.
0: So how do you feel about power of momentum? Because to me, I can maybe have some of those outside voices that give me pause and make me think, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not really up to it. Maybe I can't really do it. But on the flip side, when something good happens, if something else good sort of follows up behind it, and then maybe another little thing that I can look at, that momentum really seems to help me, anyways, to, to keep going, or to feel better, or to feel like, yes, I can definitely do this. But if it stalls, it's almost like you go back to step one.
1: Well, it's those those laws of thermodynamics. A body in motion tends to stay in motion, and a <laughs> body at rest tends to stay at rest. And so if something throws us off, it is, uh, you know, success builds upon a success, but, but life happens. And to me, that's, that's self-sabotage. And, and I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. So that's something inside of us going, Hey, this feels good. This feels good. And then something says, Oh, too good. Too good. That's not safe for us. That we're now, we're now going outside the comfort zone, what we've been taught. And, uh, and we look for something to throw us off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we create our reality. So we find something that that knocks us off. And while part of us is going, oh, man, I was doing so well. I'm so stupid now. Part of us is going, whew, dodge that bullet. It was starting mm-hmm. to get dangerous.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> it's not very fun to think about it that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but here's the thing is we, we tend to beat ourselves up and it's allowing ourselves to have compassion for ourselves and recognizing, oh, okay. I wasn't stupid for knocking myself off course. I was brilliant based on misinformation, but I can re-educate myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and that's the thing is, if if we are, we're programmed to look at it and say, oh, it's no fun looking at it that way. And when we, but if we have um, resistance to looking at it that way, then we're stuck. So as we allow ourselves to say, oh, okay, that is uncomfortable. I don't like that. But by looking at it, now I can go, oh, There's another way out of this. There's another way of handling this. And I create a much larger opening for more opportunities. Mm. And tapping helps us get through that because that resistance is emotionally and physically painful. But the tapping clears that out to say, oh, you know what? It's okay. I got smacked upside the head because now I've learned something. It's a win-win situation.
0: And your 700 videos on youtube how how long does tapping usually last for people who've who've never been experienced to it? Is this like a, a big investment of time
1: you, you know my videos on YouTube tend to run anywhere from say three minutes up to maybe fifteen um, so it can be they can be very short <laughs> when I'm working with a client or you uh, know a live workshop I've had rounds that'll go. 30 minutes if mm-hmm. uh, if I'm on a roll and the ideas are coming through. And to me, it's always a co-creation We're you know, everything's energy. We're, we're all connected. And so there's a, I, I feel that the, the tapping rounds are co-created in that way. So it, uh in those times when we've already made that investment and when someone's come to a workshop, they've already invested the, the two hours or the day or however long the workshop is. But for day to day, Uh, you know, you can spend, you know, just five, 10 minutes, uh, doing it. And I, and I always recommend it to folks as a daily thing Mm -hmm. because it's energy hygiene. You know, we have physical hygiene. You know, we we shower on a daily basis. We brush our teeth on a daily basis. We don't usually wait for a few days until the people around us are holding their nose and walking away. And then we (laughs) say, ah, now it's time to take a shower. (laughs) But with stress, we don't do that. We don't have, for most of us, we don't have a way of doing some daily cleansing. Mm-hmm. And the tapping is a great way of clearing out those little stressors that we're not aware of. You know, for most of us, when we're brushing our teeth or taking a shower, we're, we're on most days, we're not really aware of um, of what's building up. We don't, you know, see stuff sticking out of our – growing out of our teeth too often. Right. It's just like I just know that I need to do this for my general upkeep. And that's right. how it is with tapping is it's just allowing yourself to know for my general upkeep, it is good – to be cleansing my energy system this way.
0: So I guess this is something that we just need to blame our parents for that we weren't <laughs> we weren't taught this energy upkeep from yeah. the time we were we were babies. <laughs>
1: yeah. why didn't they know that? You know, exactly. in some in some cultures they know this. Uh, for most of us, certainly here in the U.S., uh, you know, stress is just part of how it is. If you're not feeling stressed, you're not trying hard enough, and uh, yeah. it's it's. You know, as we allow ourselves some awareness, we go, oh, that's crazy talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's like saying, you know, if you're not sweaty and stinky all day, then you're not working out hard enough. And, you know, Mm -hmm. people should be offended when you're around by your stench because that (laughs) proves that you're really dedicated to, you know... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, right, exactly. Now, I want to go back to something that you said, I don't know how long ago it was, but it stuck (laughs) with me. So I want to bring it back up again. And that was that that you got started or you worked with some of the folks from The Secret and it was before The Secret came out. And then, you know, so that was like a, a pretty cool thing to do. When you think about creating relationships or accepting certain projects, do you find that you're sort of strategic in staying on message or do you just follow your gut and say that looks like something's really cool to do how how do you sort of do that within your
1: business yeah it is kind of a a, a gut thing and yeah and a lot of it is is a law of attraction thing in terms of you know allowing myself to be clear such that I attract to me the people that are in alignment. And and Mm -hmm. sometimes people show up and I just – and there's a sense of, yeah, this isn't quite right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So, you know, but in that process of of clearing my blocks to success, uh, it's amazing the people that show up.
0: (laughs) That's actually, I don't know, I find that that's to be really true, because if you just put yourself out there, and you sort of know what you're wanting to create, or even yeah. if you have an idea of what you're wanting to create, and you're open to it, things will, things will show up.
1: Yeah, and the people who show up with, um, in my life to, to partner with me, they know what I do. So, mm-hmm. it's, there isn't a question of, you know, oh, hey, Brad, we'd like to partner with you, and we want you to do Reiki. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, okay, I only know a little bit of that. So, uh, you know, um, and that's one of the fortunate things with, uh, with EFT or with doing the videos is that my, <laughs> just using the old, quote, the old idea of my reputation precedes me. People, <laughs> people know what it is that I do. Um, for the most part, unless they unless they have no clue what EFT is or, or what the videos are. Um my wife says, you know, it's you know, it still drives me nuts that when I'm at a you know, when people say, What does your husband do? I don't know what to say. And I said, mm. That's okay, honey, neither do I. <laughs> 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 um But uh you know, but but fortunately you know, I don't have to I don't have to go out looking for people and trying to explain. Hey, here's what I do. Would you like? Would you be interested? Right. Because the videos are out there, and and people, I draw people to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's that you know, as we clear our blocks to success, and we find the ways to to put ourselves out there, you'll attract to you the people that want you to do what it is that you do.
0: So, what are you creating next? What does the future look like for your business?
1: Well, I head out on Monday for another tour. That's uh, I Have all kinds of really cool live events f- around the U.S. and in Europe. Going to do my first my first workshops on the continent of Europe. I've I've done every two years. I have gone back to uh, England and Ireland, and uh, mm-hmm. this will be the first time going over to the continent and doing some things. And then uh, another tour of Australia next year. Oh, God. So building new. Um, E courses and partnering with with people to find ways to coach people into greater success in different, you know, looking at different niche markets, and uh, and then just getting out mm-hmm. and doing more live events. That's that's what I really love to do. Is um, you know, it's part of the actor in me. <laughs> but it's just, there's an excitement at mm-hmm. the energy of uh, of a group of people who are all there to create greater success in their lives is just a really great energy to be part of.
0: Right. Well, I think that even though you've done 700 videos, I think that the energy exchange of having having a one-on-one client in front of you or having a group of people in front of you when you're doing this is probably just worlds different from sitting in front of a video camera. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Being able to have a shared experience In that way. And it's, it's a very different experience because as I said, it's, you know, there's an energetic connection when, when we're working with someone and as we allow ourselves to be open, there's a give and take that, uh, you know, even though a lot of the words are coming out of my mouth, it's their ideas that are, that there's a freedom when someone's working with me, there's a freedom for their ideas to come out. It's safer that way than for them to voice it themselves sometimes. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> So, when you're doing these workshops, are you working with corporations? Or are you just are you working with different groups of people? What who do you usually present to?
1: Yeah, so I like this workshop that I have coming up in Salt Lake City is with uh, network marketers. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one of the rare times where I'm pr- primarily working with a specific group. For the most part, I, it's people of all walks mm-hmm. uh, uh, of life who who come to my workshops. Um, lawyers, doctors, teachers. Uh, stay-at-home moms, all kinds of uh, different folks.
0: So, when you put on a workshop, are you are you tapping on a particular topic or a particular subject that you've sort of decided ahead of time, or how does that really work?
1: No, I actually leave it uh, up to the audience. I never, you know, I have my my basic model. I call it the Michelangelo principle. So Michelangelo said the statues were already there inside the marble. All he had to do was chip away what didn't belong to reveal the masterpiece that was already inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my take on people. <laughs> the best, most successful, healthiest version of ourselves is already there, buried under all this marble. that it takes the form of stress and fear and worry and guilt and shame and doubt. And so my job is just to tap away all those things that don't belong to reveal the masterpiece that's inside. So coming from that basic principle, I just show up in the room and uh, and I say, "All right, what do you want from life? What's stopping you?" Mm-hmm. And People will raise their hand, and I'll say, great, what is it? And they'll bring it up, and I'll start a tapping round on that. And it'll go from there, and it'll bring up all kinds of different things for folks. And they'll say, oh, well, it's this for me, or it's that for me. And people in the audience will create the event. So there's never two alike.
0: Hmm. So for people who maybe aren't that familiar with tapping, generally, one round is sort of focusing on you know, one particular thing that you're wanting to work through. And then my experience of it was, is that I did several rounds on on a topic. And then mm-hmm. that just continued for a period of I don't know how long it was, maybe two weeks um, of doing the several rounds each day around one mm-hmm. specific topic. But so you're saying that that some of the things that you do could be a different topic for each for each um, go round. then.
1: It is. And in the the way that I do time, there there are different ways of, of doing it. Mm-hmm. So some people will take a very particular thing like, oh, I'm really angry at Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay, on a scale of zero to 10, how angry are you? Oh, it's about a nine. I'm pretty upset with what he did. So we would tap through the eight or nine points just saying, this anger at Steve, this anger at Steve, I'm so angry at Steve, all this anger at Steve, this anger at Steve, take a deep breath. And now how how angry are you? Oh, you know, maybe it's only about a five right now. Or maybe I, through the tapping process, because with the tapping, it's often like peeling layers of an onion. Now I realized that it wasn't even Steve. It was something that Sally did in the third grade (laughs) that still bothers me. And what Steve did totally triggered that part of me that hadn't gotten over what happened in the third grade. And so now I can tap on'm even though I'm so angry at Sally, and I would do one round around that mm-hmm. and keep doing one round like that i'm I'm much more freeform in how I do it, and so as I said, rounds can go you know 10, 15, 30, 40 minutes uh, as the different ideas about maybe as I, I kind of explore what might be going on here mm-hmm. And, uh, maybe I'm upset about this. Maybe it's, I'm upset at Steve. I'm upset. I'm upset at myself because I totally allowed Steve to do that thing to me. And, uh, so there's a lot of self-blame and a lot of the self-blame may go back to something that happened in my childhood. And maybe it's related to this. And I try to explore all these different aspects while we're doing the tapping, while we're clearing out stress, exploring these different aspects such that by the end of it, it's like, wow, I, I, You feel a lot more open, and a lot of different stuff might get cleared. And then the next person who raises their hand, it may be, oh, you know, that really brought up this, and it may be kind of a continuation. It may be something completely different. But the funny thing is, (laughs) everything's sort of interrelated.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Our money issues are interrelated with our health issues, are interrelated with our relationship issues. And a lot of times it comes down to a core belief of, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving and as we work through all these different things and we start to clear out that that misinformation because i believe that you know, just like that statue in the middle of the the marble there's a part of us deep inside there's a part of us that knows how awesome we really are and the beliefs about low self-worth uh, are misinformation misunderstandings and through the tapping we're able to look at that but we avoid looking at that because it's stressful and part of us knows if i were to deal with that I'm going to have to make changes. Right. And I don't want to change, so I'm not going to look at that. <laughs> and with, with with the tapping, it makes it safe to look at that and say, oh, wow. You know, when my dad said when I was six, you'll never amount to anything, he was really pissed off. He just lost his job that day, and he was, you know, he didn't know what he was saying, and he didn't really mean it. And But I didn't know any better, and so... I can let that go now.
0: Mm-hmm. So tapping is, is basically something that anybody can do anytime they – I mean, obviously having someone to coach you through it or to lead you through it is probably the best way to get started. But are people – once they sort of get an idea of it, are they able to do it themselves?
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I shifted from hypnosis to tapping was that it really put it literally in the person's own hands. Mm -hmm. Such that wherever they are, if they were experiencing stress, they could tap on themselves either right there or excuse themselves to go to a more private place. (laughs) I have to go to the bathroom right now. Tap, 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 tap. Um, and, And work through that stress in that moment rather than suffering through the uh, the emotional and physical upset that they're experiencing. Hmm. So, yeah, it's absolutely a tool that, that folks can use on their own.
0: Well, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to business. Well, we've been talking about your business, but I'd like to talk about just doing business. So mm-hmm. one thing that coaches love to discuss is the ways to earn a living as a coach, how, how people make their living and the ways that they bring in revenue. So can you tell us how are you generating revenue in your business?
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, the ideal is always having multiple streams of income, right? (laughs) So I, a lot of my income comes from online products and, uh, you know so that's money while i sleep thing mm-hmm. programs that i created some some programs I created over a decade ago that uh, that still sell i have workshops that uh, doing live workshops and getting paid through that way and then working one on one so uh having all of those different income streams and even on YouTube uh, through you know after a certain point when my videos were popular enough YouTube said hey we'd like to advertise would mm-hmm. you like a cut of that advertising i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know so through through online products as well as uh as as individual coaching you know, and that's that's the great thing is as coaches, if to come up with a, a way of having something you offer, it like, could be an ebook, it could be an audio program, mm-hmm. but something that you can put out there that doesn't depend on you putting time into it anymore, and its uh, residual income is is a very powerful way to build your business.
0: Well, I would imagine at this point, in your business that you get a lot of organic traffic and word of mouth and referrals, that sort of thing. When you were just starting out, what was a, a really great strategy that you had to kind of introduce new people to your coaching and the things that you were offering? Yeah,
1: so probably the one of the biggest game changers was writing that book and uh, asking someone to promote it and, and send it out and offer it for free to their list so that then gave me uh, a lot a lot of new people not in my local area that I could then write to and say in write an article give them something of value and say oh and by the way <laughs> i also have these products or i'm going to be doing a workshop in this area or you know whatever it might be so that just created a much greater opening to, to reach a larger number of people.
0: Right. So just keeping yourself open to collaborations and networking and just, you know, yeah. being open to to building relationships wherever they come from.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is something that a brand new coach should do first? Or maybe even is there something that you wish you had done that, That might have shaved a little time off of the the learning curve.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would you tell your younger self? Uh, (laughs) I would have told myself to start tapping a lot sooner. (laughs) Um, You know, it's hard to say because even, you know, with the the, the time that it took, uh, I don't – it's all kind of been brilliant Um, I, so I have, I have no real regrets. And even the the things that I've, you know, fallen on my face with, it's, it was always a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So, but, but the thing that I, you know, the main thing is, is coming up, creating something of value that you can offer to people, uh, via a video on YouTube or an ebook, uh, a, a blog, whatever it is, something that you can, Put out that you can, that can reach a lot of people that people can share and say, Hey, I saw this or I read this. You should take a look at it too. And allowing word of mouth to, to grow. So right. creating, you know, having, you know, come from that place and, and, and allowing yourself to really do it from a place of wanting to be of service as opposed to, okay, I'm going to throw something together because I'm hoping that if I have something, I can put it out there. Mm-hmm. Really, really come from a place of what, what is it that i have to offer that can make a difference you know if i wanted to read an ebook what would it be if i wanted to see a video that would be helpful what would it be and coming from that place of being of service it will uh, it will grow and on top of that you know uh, not to be a broken record but i would recommend people tap on whatever blocks you have <laughs> because you may be unconsciously sabotaging yourself In terms of, you know, you may be listening to this and going, yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, And it's not because you're bad or stupid. It's because you're brilliantly trying to protect yourself from a level of success that doesn't feel safe yet. Tap on that.
0: (laughs) Brad, this has been so good. And I have a couple of last things for you. First of all. I would love to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. And second, I know that you wanted to give the listeners a little bit of a taste of what tapping actually is. So as soon as we're done with the final five, we're going to go right into a round of tapping so that everybody can get a feel for what it is, what it can do for them, and have a little bit of an experience with us doing some tapping. And that'll come right after the final five. So everybody stay tuned for that. What's one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: <laughs> do I even need to answer that one? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to. I know what it Vroom. is. Tap, tap, tap. What could that be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for, for everyone listening, for yourself to set yourself free, but also as a tool that you can use with clients, I can't tell you the number of coaches that tell me, oh my goodness, I refer my clients to your videos mm-hmm. because it helps them do what I ask them to do.
0: Nice. What's one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop?
1: Well, self-confidence, knowing that you're worth it, knowing that you have something to offer.
0: Give us one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life.
1: Oh, first book that always comes to mind is Illusions by Richard Bach. Mm.
0: Tell us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if
0: I need to ask. Well,
1: well void. you know, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> YouTube slash EFT Wizard. There you go. <laughs> now, finally,
0: I know everybody loved this as much as I did, and they're going to want to connect with you. Tell us, how is the best way for people to reach out and connect?
1: Uh, simplest way is to go to my website, tapwithbrad.com. Uh, and that has links to my YouTube page, my Facebook page, and all the other resources, a calendar page of where uh, where I'm doing live events. So, uh, yeah, tapwithbrad.com.
0: Perfect. Well, I will get all of the links and the resources onto the show notes page. Brad, thanks again so much for joining me. This has been such a fun conversation.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate this opportunity to share this work.
0: Well, for people who have no idea how to get started, you had mentioned some time ago that, that this is even something that you can do over audio, that it's not something that you can – you have to have someone there face-to-face. So is there something that you could uh, – like uh, some tips or some tricks or something that you could sort of teach us?
1: Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go through a tapping round. So real quick, I'm going to describe the points that we're going to tap. So taking your, uh, you can we tap with either hand or tap with both hands at the same time. Uh, for the sake of demonstration, I'm going to say, go ahead and take your right hand and using the fingertips of your index and middle finger, gently tap on the side of your left hand. So we call it the karate chop point, because if you imagine breaking some boards with a karate chop, you'd use the edge of your hand right between your uh, pinky and your wrist. Mm-hmm so just gently tap in there tap 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 motion and generally we'll tap points each of the points between 5 and 10 times but as we're going through depending on how long the phrase is that i say we might be tapping a point you know 20 times and that's okay it's not like the process is okay it's between 5 and 10 times otherwise it doesn't work <laughs> right <laughs> you know we're just we're just gently stimulating these these different uh, meridian points so we would tap on the side of the hand, and we would state what the issue is, like, and, and state a level of self-acceptance in spite of that issue. So even though I'm really angry at Steve, I choose to love and accept myself. And we'd repeat that three times, and that, that creates an opening for us to to work on this.
0: Can I ask something, or can I, can I make a suggestion? Let's make this—I don't want to make this about Steve. <laughs> I want to oh. make this something that, that our coaches could really use. So let's—
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm going to go through. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I was using that to, to to describe how to do the tapping points. Okay. No, no, no. D- don't worry. I'm I'm definitely going to for uh, for unstoppable coaches. We're going to be doing some tapping for that. This was this was simply. I'm just I'm just want to show you guys the points first, so that it, then the, the the rest of it uh, flows.
0: Oh, awesome! Okay.
1: Great. So, but great question. I'm glad you brought that up rather than going, <laughs> I don't want to tap on Steve. <laughs> Everyone has a Steve that they need to tap on. But, uh, <laughs> um, so the, after we do the tap on the side of the hand, that's the setup. We're going to tap the eyebrow point. So this is right at the beginning of your eyebrow, just about in the middle of your face. And we'll gently tap there and repeat this anger at Steve or whatever. <laughs> whatever your issue is, this stress uh, side of the eye. So you follow your eyebrow out to the, uh, the outside corner of your eye socket and gently tap there and say, this issue. Then following the edge of the eye socket to right under the middle of the eye, just above the cheek, this issue. Next point is right under the nose, just above the upper lip, this issue. So we'll just say whatever the issue is on each of the points. And the next point is right under the lip, just above the chin, this issue. The next point is the collarbone point. And if you feel where your collarbones just about come together, there's a little U shape at the base of your throat, and you can go ahead and make a fist and tap right over that area where the the collarbones are coming together. This issue. Right under the arm, about four inches below the armpit, I just tapping there. That's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that one is. <laughs> and tap in there and say this issue. And then the last point we're going to tap right now is the top of the head. So using all of your fingertips, tap in a little circle around the crown of your head and say this issue. And then you would take a deep breath. And then so whatever that issue was, the anger at Steve or whatever, you would have rated that on a scale of 0 to 10. You would have gone through the tapping round saying this issue, this issue, this anger at Steve, whatever it is, through each of those points. And then take a deep breath and then say again, okay, how much stress do I have? How much, how angry am I at Steve? And check what that number is. Sometimes it goes from a 9 to an (laughs) 8.75. And then you go through another round, even though I'm still angry at Steve. And that goes down to an 8. And you keep tapping through and you get more clarity about what you're angry about. Until eventually it it comes down to where it's manageable. And I ideally would love to get it to a zero. It doesn't always happen. But any improvement is better than nothing because it gets it out of the way. Right. So that's the very basic form of, of EFT that anyone, you know, if you've been listening to this now, you now know the basics of how to do EFT. So you could do that. And, and not worry about it. I like to set that up that way, because as we go now into a more um, freeform version, if I do that first, then a lot of times folks will say, oh, tapping's really complicated. You have to come up with all these different sentences, and I wouldn't know what to say. Mm. You don't. That's the thing is with, with tapping, you don't have to do that. As you get more familiar with it, you'll find uh, it's easier for you to think about different things to say. But you can simply repeat the same phrase over and over on each point. You can say, okay. you can tap while saying affirmations. You can tap while saying prayers. All kinds of different things.
0: Okay, so, interesting.
1: So now, now we're going to have some fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'd like everyone to do is close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And since this is called The Unstoppable Coach, I want you to say... I'm unstoppable. And just take a moment to let that rattle around inside. And just allow yourself to be aware on a scale of 0 to 10, how true that feels. It's 10 if it's like, oh yeah, I come up with an idea, I take action on it. I I go out there, I put myself out there. I'm bringing in clients left and right. I am on it. (laughs) 0, I still don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm unstartable. <laughs> <laughs> and don't judge yourself if the number is low. That's just where you're starting from. You know, we're so afraid of knowing where we're starting from that we we won't allow ourselves to know. But you just try getting in your car and putting on the GPS and trying to get directions someplace without saying where you're starting from. It doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just without judgment, looking at where you're at. Notice what thoughts, beliefs, and memories come up as to why you might stop yourself. Remembering, when you stop yourself, it's brilliant. You're brilliantly protecting yourself based on outdated ideas. Just allowing yourself to be aware of what you feel physically and what you feel emotionally. Take another deep breath. And... If you're willing to take full responsibility for your own well-being, because you know we're dealing with emotional stuff here, which should be fine for most folks. But if you uh, if you're in a very emotional place right now, if there's some really heavy stuff going on in your life, I would recommend you may want to wait until you've got someone here for emotional support or work with a practitioner. But for most folks, this will be absolutely fine. So, uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say where to tap, and then I'll say a phrase. And, Millette, if you'll um, repeat back the phrase and uh, be my echo voice. And then everyone else, just uh, tap along and repeat back what I say as well. So, side of that hand. Even though I sometimes stop myself. Even
0: though sometimes I stop myself.
1: I choose to love and accept myself anyway.
0: I choose to love and accept myself anyway.
1: Even though sometimes I stop myself.
0: Even though sometimes I stop myself.
1: I choose to love and honor myself anyway.
0: I choose to love and honor myself anyway.
1: Even though I sometimes stop myself.
0: Even though sometimes I stop myself.
1: I stop myself even from starting. I stop
0: myself even from starting.
1: And maybe sometimes I'm, getting, I'm gaining momentum.
0: And maybe sometimes I'm gaining momentum.
1: And then I stop myself.
0: And then I stop myself.
1: And I'm just trying to protect myself.
0: And I'm just trying to protect myself.
1: But I'd really rather be unstoppable.
0: But I would really rather be unstoppable.
1: But even though I sometimes stop myself.
0: But even though sometimes I stop myself.
1: I choose to deeply and completely.
0: I choose to deeply and completely.
1: Love, honor, and accept myself.
0: Love, honor, and accept myself.
1: And maybe anyone else who contributes to this.
0: And maybe anyone else who contributes to this.
1: Okay, tap the eyebrow point. All the ways that I stop myself.
0: All the ways that I stop myself.
1: Side of the eye. I sometimes stop myself.
0: I sometimes stop myself.
1: Out of the eye. And it's usually because I'm afraid.
0: And it's usually because I'm afraid.
1: Out the nose. And I often am not even aware of it.
0: And I'm often not even aware of it.
1: Out the mouth. I'm not even totally conscious.
0: I'm not even totally conscious.
1: Collarbone. Of all the ways I may be stopping myself.
0: Of all the ways I may be stopping myself.
1: Out of the arm. And it's not because I'm bad or stupid or weak.
0: And it's not because I'm bad or stupid or weak.
1: Top of it. It's because I'm brilliant. It's because I'm brilliant. (laughs) Eyebrow point. If I had a child. If I had a child. Sad-I who wanted to go to a birthday party.
0: Who wanted to go to a birthday party.
1: And I knew it was not safe for them to go.
0: And I knew it was not safe for them to go.
1: Onto the nose. It would be brilliant of me to stop them from going.
0: It would be brilliant of me to stop them from going.
1: Onto the mouth. It's brilliant when I stop myself.
0: It's brilliant when I stop
1: myself. Collarbone. Because at some unconscious level.
0: Because at some unconscious level.
1: on the arm. Being unstoppable feels unsafe.
0: Being unstoppable feels unsafe.
1: Top of head. And I choose to love and appreciate that part of me.
0: And I choose to love and appreciate that part of me.
1: Eyebrow point. That is stopping me from going someplace that's dangerous.
0: That is stopping me from going someplace that is dangerous.
1: Side of the eye. And it was years ago, maybe.
0: And it was years ago, maybe.
1: Out of the eye. That I learned that it was dangerous.
0: That I learned that it was
1: dangerous. Out of the nose. And I'm giving myself permission now.
0: And I'm giving myself permission now.
1: Out of the mouth to question how dangerous it is. To
0: question how dangerous it is.
1: Collarbone. What am I afraid would happen?
0: What am I afraid would happen?
1: On the arm. If I were more successful.
0: If I were more successful.
1: Top of the head. If I had more clients.
0: If I had more clients.
1: Eyebrow point. If I had higher paying clients.
0: If I had higher paying clients.
1: Side eye. What could possibly be wrong with that?
0: What could possibly be wrong with that?
1: Out of the eye. And if I don't have those right now.
0: And if I don't have those right now.
1: I don't nose. It's because part of me says there are a lot of problems.
0: It's because part of me says there are a lot of problems.
1: Out of the mouth. I am brilliantly stopping myself.
0: I am brilliantly stopping myself.
1: Kabon, based on this belief that it's not safe.
0: Based on this belief that it is not safe.
1: Out of the arm. And I'm allowing myself to change my mind.
0: And I'm allowing myself to change my mind.
1: Top of head. Questioning whether it's really unsafe.
0: Questioning whether it's really unsafe.
1: Eyebrow point. I'm changing my mind at a cellular level.
0: I'm changing my mind at a cellular level.
1: Side of the eye. And all the way back through my past.
0: And all the way back through my past.
1: Out of the eye. Even back through my childhood.
0: Even back through my childhood.
1: On the nose. Maybe even before then.
0: <laughs> Maybe even before then.
1: On of the mouth. Clearing through all these times.
0: Clearing through all these times.
1: Cobham. That I got the message.
0: That I got the message.
1: Onto the arm, it would be safer to stop myself.
0: It would be safer to stop myself.
1: Top of it. I'm allowing myself much greater freedom.
0: I'm allowing myself much greater freedom.
1: Eyebrow point. Allowing myself to have more faith in myself.
0: Allowing myself to have more faith in myself.
1: Side eye. Knowing that I can handle what shows up.
0: Knowing that I can handle what shows up.
1: Onto the eye. And as I believe I can handle it.
0: And as I believe I can handle it
1: nose, It becomes easier to be unstoppable.
0: It becomes easier to become unstoppable.
1: Out of the mouth. Bigger, higher paying clients.
0: Bigger, higher paying clients.
1: Call them, bring it on. Bring it on. Out of the arm. It's safe for me to handle this.
0: It's safe for me to handle this.
1: Top of the head. And so I'm setting myself free.
0: And so I'm setting myself free.
1: In body, mind, and spirit.
0: In body, mind, and spirit.
1: And take a deep breath and close your eyes and say, I am unstoppable.
0: I am unstoppable.
1: And uh, rate that on a scale of 0 to 10. Hopefully that number has come up. Uh, And you may just be more aware of, oh, now I know why I haven't made those phone calls or... Put up that blog, or written that book, or whatever it may be. You may have more awareness of where those fears and doubts are, and then you can go and tap on those more specifically. And as you clear those out, uh, the openings that happen are amazing.
0: Brad, that was so good. I really appreciate you taking us through that round. And I'm going to. Put that onto its own little downloadable so that everybody that's listening can go onto the website, onto the show notes, and grab this round of tapping so that they can revisit it and go through it again and again and just incorporate it into their daily energy hygiene regimen.